The gospel reading that Deacon Tim just proclaimed took me all the way back to fourth grade. We had a music concert, maybe for St. Patrick's Day, I don't quite remember, at my grade school, St. Joe's in Mason City. And I was given a solo part to sing. And that had never happened before, so I was nervous as well as excited. But then around or even at the day of the concert, I can't remember exactly which, I was told by the music teacher, oh, you're not going to have that solo. Somebody else is going, to, is going to sing it. And I'm going, what? And it came as a really big surprise to me. And it turned out that the, the student that was chosen to replace me was somebody who was a little bit more popular and well-connected than I was. And I said to myself, this isn't fair. And overall, it was one of those life lessons that says, well, life isn't fair either. But I got that sense of unfairness at that particular point in time. It isn't fair. That's the thought that we're going to use to go into the gospel today. I want to interpret the parable for you just a little bit so we're all on the same page. The vineyard, everything that God created, the beasts, the birds, you name it, the fishies in the sea, you and me. That's the vineyard. Number two, interestingly, the landowner is Jesus. Jesus, who's incarnate, who came into the world, what? For the salvation of us all, to forgive our sins so that we'd be redeemed, we would be bought back from sin. Jesus is the landowner. And who are the workers? Well, they're the people who believe in Jesus, his disciples. So anyone who has made a profession of faith in Jesus, which means, I believe in Jesus. Jesus, you are Lord. Jesus, you are my Savior. Anyone who's made a profession of faith in Jesus is the, a worker in the vineyard. Okay? Story all set up. So now you notice that Jesus, the landowner, was very, very busy, very, very, very involved in this parable. He wasn't really resting. In fact, maybe he was the hardest worker of them all because he would go out from dawn till dusk. That's what that five o'clock was, about dusk. Dawn to dusk and inviting workers into the vineyard. And once they said yes, okay, that's the disciples. That means I believe in you, Jesus. Okay, get in the vineyard and start working for me. Well, what are they supposed to do? Well, Spread the good news, tell people about Jesus, tell about the one that they believe in and one that they love. That's what their job is. And so you heard it went all the way through to the end of the day. Then the quitting whistle blew, and it was time for compensation. And so I bet you the people who were starting to work at dawn thought they were going to get a really fair wage. But then, oh, Jesus started with the last and then ended up with the first. And how much did the last get? The same amount of money that the first people in the vineyard got. And then all of a sudden we start to hear, that isn't fair. And those people who were working from, from dawn all the way to dusk, I bet you that they were kind of thinking about merit pay too. That, well, I did more work and I sweated more and, and that kind of thing. I deserve more than what those who just got in under the whistle. But then Jesus has the zinger, the landowner says, can I be generous if I want to be generous? Is it really up to you to tell whether or not I'm going to be generous? Urgh. I kind of burned some people, I think. But what he was saying is this, 
at the end of the workday, now that stands for something. That stands for either your death or the second coming of Jesus, whatever comes first. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, what God wants, what Jesus wants, is that you be his disciple, that you say yes to him, and that you believe, and then we'll take things from there. So the people at the beginning of the, of the day, they've been believers maybe, let's just say, all their lives. The people at the end of the day, oh, who were they? They could have been the scoundrels who didn't care, who lived a dissolute life, who were very reckless with themselves and with other people, who were really good sinners. And then right at the end, right at the end, they're in the vineyard. So what's that saying to you right now? Is God fair or is he not fair? He wants everybody to be saved. That's what this parable says. Everybody to be saved, even if it's at the last minute. He wants everybody in heaven with him, even if that means the last minute. Okay, now think about it. Think about your own belief in Jesus and how long you've been believing in Jesus. Think about what you've done, how you've worked for him. Think about what you sacrificed for him. Think about how your life has changed, thanks be to God, because of him. You're in the vineyard, I'm assuming. You're in the vineyard right now because you're believers. And I'm assuming that you've been there for a while, some of us longer than others, right? So what about these people who slip in at the last minute? Shouldn't they get punished or something? Just think about what all you've done. Think about all you've sacrificed. And, well, they shouldn't get what you're getting right now, right? Because maybe you've been more faithful than they have. I don't know if you have that kind of attitude, and I'm not going to project that on you, but that's what believers can find themselves in, is that kind of attitude where I earned it, I deserved it, it's my merit pay that God should be given to me because I've been so good and I've been so faithful and true. And then these people who get in the last minute, well, they should get their comeuppance, if nothing else. Then maybe admit them to heaven, I don't know. Yeah, our thoughts are not God's thoughts. Our ways are not his ways. So there are two ways that I want to suggest that you reflect upon this parable all this week. One way is this. What if you, what if you were that person who was hired at five o'clock right at the last minute? What if you were that person? And what if you, through all of what you did in life or what weren't in life, whatever it is, what if you, at the last minute, repented and said, Jesus, you are my Lord. You are my, I, I, I believe in you. I believe in you. If you were that person at the last hour, wouldn't you want to have that last chance like he gives to individuals in that situation? I'm not encouraging you to be there, but if you were there, wouldn't you want that last chance? It's between heaven and hell.
wouldn't you want the chance to say yes to Jesus? Okay, if you're not there, and I hope you never will be, then what else can this parable say to us? What it's saying is that human justice is not God's justice, and the human heart is not God's heart. And what Jesus is trying to teach us with this parable is God's heart and how God views his creation. He's the master, right? He's the author of life. We aren't. And so what he's asking us is, is to adopt, to grow into his heart, the heart of Jesus, and, and grow into that desire that all people be saved, that all be subject to Jesus in terms of their faith, and that we live our lives with that attitude, that disposition, that, that placement of that desire within our hearts. And, you know, if, if we do, if we do, I know that'll take us, you and me, that's going to take us to places that we wouldn't imagine, nor are some of the places where we want to go. You know, I've known some people who've been not so good and, and you know, done some pretty bad things, and then as a priest, if they're dying, I'm going to, I'm going to go there. I'm going to go to where they're dying. And as a priest, I'm going to give them absolution. I'm going to give them the sacraments. I'm going to do whatever they can to be reconciled with God before they die. Because that's it. After you die, that's it. And sometimes it may not be the most pleasant of circumstances when it's done. But it's got to be done. Because that's the heart of Jesus. So sometimes we humans may find what God is asking us distasteful. But it's, it, it's not up to us. It's up to God and our imitation of him. Have the heart of Jesus. Have his heart in terms of his desire that all people be saved. Is that fair? Well, maybe not according to human standards, but it sure is with God. And God is always fair. <laughs> whether we see it or not. He's merciful, whether we accept or receive the kind of mercy that he's sharing with us. He's always that, because he can't be any other way, because that is his heart. So may we live in his heart and beat as one with his heart as he leads us all unto him in the vineyard.